for all our speakers to come up um, so please bear with us for a few more minutes but I can see that Mark and Zion are already here so um, I already want to say welcome to you guys how are you doing I'm doing well thanks for having me oh I'm good thank you great that's nice I'm, I'm really looking forward to this space oh I see Mikkel is there as well so we'll be giving the word to him if he is able to hear me. Mikkel, are you there? Hey, hey, Robin, I can hear you. Okay, perfect. I will give the mic to you then. Thank you. I, I think Zion and Mark were going to introduce themselves if I'm not wrong. Hey, guys. Yeah, sure. Happy to introduce myself. Uh, thanks for having me again. Um, my name is Zion. I'm the head of communications at TFL. So, yeah, glad to be here talking with you guys about restaking in Cosmos and Terra's Alliance module. Welcome, Zan. Uh, welcome. Very good to have you here. Uh, we have some very exciting things to talk about today. And Terra's Alliance module is, is the most uh, important point of the discussion today. So very excited to have you. Uh, Mark, do you want to introduce yourself as well? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, uh, I'm Mark. Uh, nice to meet you, everyone. Uh, I'm part of the persistent engineering team more focused on the development of P-Stake and the liquid staking protocol and persistence. Um, I've been uh, around the crypto space for, for some time now. I was an OG uh, uh, like web two developer. I was very focused on that side, but then I discovered the Cosmos DK and, uh, and I had to make the, the, the switch. I've also worked on some uh, indexing services and Figment for Ethereum-based networks and so on. But uh, yeah, so quite a quite a while of an experience uh, on the on the coding side, the engineering side, and uh, yeah, really happy to be here to talk about the the alliance model and how this will, you know, bring the next change into into persistence and how we understand liquid staking. So yeah, thank you for having me here. Thanks, Mark. Uh, excited to have you here as well as always. Uh, and hey, guys, I'm Mikkel. I'm your host for today. I. I lead a lot of things on the business side at Persistence Labs. Uh, I'm sure people here are already aware of Persistence and, and what we do. But if you are not aware, we are a Cosmos-based app chain. We've been in, in the Cosmos ecosystem since 2019. We've uh, done a lot of things, mostly around liquid staking. We were the first liquid staking uh, provider for uh, Atom. So we, through our liquid staking application, which Mark briefly mentioned, we stake issued SDK Atom. As an ERC20 token back in 2021, this was pre-IBC, pre-Osmosis, uh, and then uh, later brought it back into Cosmos, so issuing SDK Atom as, as a persistence chain native token uh, in, in 2023. And we have Dexter on the chain, which is the Dex that 
focuses on building liquidity for liquid stake tokens and like for like assets such as USDC, USDT. Uh, we have some interesting you know pools. You could always go take a look at app.dexter.zone. Uh, for P stake, we have STK Osmo that we uh, started issuing late last year and recently uh, launched liquid staking for DYDX. So uh, we have a bunch of things that we've been working on. We have other exciting products in the pipeline when it comes to building out the ecosystem. The plan for persistence is to build out an ecosystem around liquid staking and, and liquid stake tokens. So anything that you can do with liquid stake tokens, you should be able to do that on the persistence chain uh, through a single interface. That's kind of what we are building here. Uh, in terms of you know the, the context for the space itself, Obviously, we've talked about restaking and the Alliance module and what's happening. So, I'm very happy to to have Zion on this on the space. And you know, obviously, Terra is an OG protocol in Cosmos. I'm sure everybody has has heard of Terra. Uh, from our perspective, I think restaking is the next step uh, towards what we are building. So, anything that you can do with LSTs, uh, I think restaking is is the next thing that you can do with LSTs, and and the most exciting thing in in the recent past. So uh, very happy to have everyone here. Thank you, and uh, we can get started. So, uh, maybe I'll start with you, Zion. You know, uh, we can maybe just start with an introduction about uh, the Alliance module and and how it was built. What does it do? Before we dive into restaking and some of the other stuff. So, uh, for for people who are not aware of Alliance module, how would you describe the Alliance module and what does it do? Yeah, sure. So. Um, I'll overview Alliance, um, but I would encourage listeners to also check out the new Alliance Explainer video we actually just released on Terra's YouTube channel. It's a three-minute animated explanation of how Alliance works and how alliances are formed between chains. Um, so definitely check that out. But at a high level, Alliance is an open source Cosmos SDK module, similar to you know a variety of other modules within Cosmos. But Alliance enables chains to form mutually beneficial relationships, very similar to trade agreements between countries. And it was released in early 2023. And this was kind of uh, Cosmos initial foray into restaking. And it's now integrated into five different blockchains with persistence one expected to be the sixth. And so the way uh, Alliance works is it facilitates the staking of assets from one blockchain onto another. This is what many people know as restaking. And this creates a mutually beneficial economic partnership through this mechanism of interchain staking. And so effectively in this relationship between the two chains, one chain is trading their staking rewards uh, with the staking or, or for rather the staking rewards from another. And the way that chains integrate the Alliance module, or I guess the way that chains can enable restaking on their chain rather, is by integrating the Alliance module and it's compatible with any Cosmos SDK blockchains and then decide through chain governance so their community members vote on which assets they'd like to add to their chain to earn staking rewards and be redistributed to the chain's token stakers. And these are what are known as Alliance assets. These are, you, you know, you could, uh, consider like an LST from one chain that's being staked on a chain that's integrated alliance as an alliance asset. And almost any token, one of the nice things about the alliance module and one of the reasons why, uh, you know, we can dive into some of the use cases that it enables, but there's a variety of them. Um, 
is the generalizable nature of the alliance module. So almost any token can qualify as an alliance asset, meaning a chain could whitelist almost any token as an alliance asset that can be staked on their chain to not only earn staking rewards, but be redistributed to the chain's token stakers. This includes things like liquid staking tokens from other blockchains, um, LP tokens, which Miglu, whose integrated alliance has already, uh, already implemented, with, uh, I think, whale and wrapped Bitcoin, as well as the whale USDC liquidity pools in their chain to drive liquidity for those pools, um, stable coins and other Cosmos assets. And basically the way it works with these Alliance assets is there's two, there's two elements with them. One is the take rate, which is, you can also think of that as the tax. And that's the, uh, the amount of the staked Alliance asset that gets redistributed to the chain stake stakers. And then there's the reward weight, which is the amount of native staking rewards given to those who stake the alliance assets. So like, let's say persistence uh, integrates alliance and whitelists um, like uh, STK Luna or, or you know, maybe ST Atom as, as an alliance asset. Um, the Let's say that they establish a take rate of 10%. That means that uh, if 10,000, ST Atom gets staked on persistence, 10% of that or 1,000 ST Atom will be redistributed to uh, XPRT stakers, as well as any other Alliance asset stakers on the persistence network. And the reward weight, let's say it's, you know, uh, I don't know, 0.2 or something. If it's 0.2, then you would take 20% uh, of the XPR total XPRT staking rewards. And those would be provided to ST Atom stakers on Persistence One. And so basically, after these Alliance assets get added to a chain through governance, any user can send and stake those tokens on the chain to earn additional rewards. And so in the case of liquid staking tokens, where you're uh, restaking those on, on another chain using Alliance, users earn the staking rewards from the original chain through the LST as well as the staking rewards from the allied chain, which is gonna be the reward weight for that Alliance asset. And this opens up a number of use cases that strengthen blockchain economies, which we can discuss. Yeah, no, th thank you so much, Zion. I think there's a lot to unpack there. I think the, the fact that the Alliance module enables monetary alliances to be formed in itself is quite fascinating. But what makes it even more exciting is the the other use cases that you you know briefly mentioned uh, that that could be built on top of the alliance module and and one such use case is obviously restaking uh, and restaking has been a thing in cosmos for a very long time and, and I think that's thanks to the alliance module and uh, some of the other stuff that we've seen like interchain security uh, you know I think those would be two major examples of restaking in cosmos so uh, restaking has as a concept and in practicality existed within Cosmos, uh, but not the infrastructure to do liquid restaking, uh, which is what persistence is trying to achieve in this moment. So obviously, you know, you talked about the reward rates, the take rate, all those things that, and I think as exciting as, as they may be, what's more exciting is, is the use cases that you're talking about. So would would love to actually dive into those before we, jump into you know some of the other aspects of, of restaking alliance and, and some other stuff yeah absolutely yeah so uh 
one of the, so I, I would say there's probably five key alliance use cases uh, that help to strengthen these decentralized economies, these decentralized blockchain economies or digital nation states, if you will. Um, the first is increase in the chain's security or the cost of corruption. And this is what, this is, you know, obviously one of the things that um, some solutions really focus on. Um, and Alliance does increase a chain security by enabling assets from other chains to be restaked on the chain. And this is, this is obviously one of the reasons why Persistence One is building on top of it to enable liquid restaking. Um, but blockchain security wasn't uh, actually the primary problem that Alliance was built to solve. Um, and kind of the original, the you know, you, you, you asked earlier kind of the, the thesis behind Alliance or how did it, uh, how did we decide to build it? Um, and we kind of look historically at why blockchains failed and realize that uh, virtually every Cosmos chain that's failed has, due, has been due to economic non-viability. And this is the problem of what, when a chain first launches, it's difficult for people to gauge the value of its token because the rewards that users receive for supporting that network through staking that asset uh, are, are denominated in that same token. Uh, and that token tends to be more volatile and less liquid than those of larger, more established chains. And so the idea with Alliance is that if the chain has diversified cash flows coming in through alliances with other blockchains, you know, they're bringing in LSTs from other blockchains and enabling them to be staked on their chain and then redistributing, you know, a portion of those rewards to the chain stakers, then the staking rewards that are coming to your asset are, are, are coming from more liquid, less volatile and uncorrelated assets the economic viability of your token and your chain is much greater. And so this is the second use case for Alliance, which is diversifying native staking rewards. Um, is there anything that you want to unpack there? Otherwise I can- uh, No, actually, about, no yeah. actually, I think that's that's a very interesting point and, and maybe could be interesting to understand, uh, you know, from, from a few examples where we see this happening already and, and you know, what sort of, uh, you know, cash flows do we see on on the Terra chain already? It would be good to know. Yeah, so there, and this is where um, the alliance module gets gets interesting because it's completely flexible, and so it's up to the chain's community to decide what they want to set the reward rates and the take rates at for these various different alliance assets. So for Terra, for instance, um, what we've done is with the alliance module when we released it, the community passed a proposal to. Uh, incentivize the adoption of the Alliance module. So basically the first 10 chains that integrate the Alliance module and form an alliance with Luna uh, will get whitelisted, will get their liquid staking tokens whitelisted on Terra. Um, and right now to, you know, and, and any chain that integrates Alliance can do this as well. They can establish a 0% take rate. So the diversified cash flows come in when you establish a non-zero take rate. So let's say you, in the example I used before with ST Atom, you could say we're going to take a 10% take rate. So 10% of ST Atom tokens that get staked on Persistence One are redistributed to XPRT stakers, and in in exchange, we're going to give ST Atom stakers, you know, 15% uh, of XPRT rewards or something. Those are just made up numbers, but you you get the point. Um, on Terra, we've already whitelisted uh, liquid staking tokens for uh, Migaloo, the Migaloo blockchain. So Whale. Um, I think there's B Whale and Amp Whale, as well as Carbon. Uh, so you have R Swift, and then there's some other chains as well that are in the process of uh, integrating the Alliance module and, and forming 
forming an alliance with Luna. And maybe that's how we could talk about today as well with persistence uh, coming down the line, forming an alliance with Luna so we can get XPRT onto Terra. Um, but the, uh, the take rate that you set and the reward weight that you set for any of these alliance assets can be tweaked over time, like I said. So, you know, chains can uh, adjust this as they wish to, and, and the other thing is this is completely permissionless. And so it doesn't need to be bi-directional, although those are, I would say, the most fruitful uh, alliances. Yeah, those are the most fruitful alliances. But you could you could whitelist tokens from other chains without, you know, them doing them even integrating the alliance module, um, and bring in users and capital from that ecosystem as well as diversify your stake rewards using those assets. So, like ST Atom is a great example of that where. You know, maybe the Cosmos Hub doesn't integrate Alliance, or they don't have it integrated at the time that uh, Persistence One um, integrates Alliance, and you guys whitelist like ST, uh, SDK Atom as an Alliance asset. And now people that hold that asset across Cosmos can send it to your chain, stake it, and earn XPRT rewards. In exchange, they give a portion of that SDK Atom yield to XPRT stakers. And so that kind of takes you to the third use case of Alliance, which is attracting new users and capital. So if you think of these uh, blockchains as digital nation states, this is a great, Alliance is a great way to basically uh, buy immigration, right? Where you can bring using capital into your economy from other ecosystems by forming an alliance with those ecosystems um, or by forming an alliance with, or basically whitelisting alliance assets that are attractive to uses in capital in other areas. So you can even do this with like non-Cosmos chain uh, assets that you know get bought into Cosmos, right? So you could use like wrap staked ETH as an alliance asset, for instance. Very interesting. Actually, I, I do want to unpack a little bit on the reward rate and, and, and the you know, reward rates and the take rate. So, I mean, what would make the most amount of sense? Let's say, you know, a, a community wants to decide on you know, the, the reward rates and the take rate for certain assets on the persistence chain. For example, you have STK Atom, ST Atom, and let's say Q Atom. Now, the asset that has the most amount of liquidity and thus the least amount of volatility, would you say that asset should have a higher reward rate compared to, reward rate compared to an asset that is not as liquid as, as the others? Or would you still keep that a little bit like, Maybe that's not how to think about reward weights. Is there any other way to think about it? How how would you go about these weights? Yeah, it's a good question. So it really depends on the the rationale behind whitelisting uh, those assets as alliance assets in the first place, right? So um, on Terra, what we've done is we actually built a unique implementation of a smart contract protocol, which allows the chain to dynamically adjust the reward the reward weight that's going to uh, different al uh, alliance assets in in our case it's liquid staking tokens based on the amount of rewards that they provide to luna alliance assets on their chain and doing something like that basically enables uh, it basically ensures that the people that are getting rewarded the highest on Terra are the chains that uh, have the most alignment with the luna community because they're providing the greatest amount of rewards to Luna Alliance stakers on their chain. And so for us, that's, I think, what has made sense for us. But 
right now there's a proposal up to um, whitelist USDC, uh, USDT LP tokens, as well as Adam Luna LP tokens as Alliance assets on Terra. And that one, um, how you set the, the reward weight is going to be based on like, you know, obviously the goal for that, one of the goals is to attract new using capital, um, but it's also to really establish deep liquidity for stable coins and Adam on Terra so that we increase the transaction volume on Terra. And we also create an auspicious environment for developers to build new DeFi applications, leveraging that liquidity on Terra. And so the way that we, the way that I, I wrote that proposal. So the way that I established the reward weight for that was looking at the comparable rates for those, for pools for those assets within Cosmos, the top performing pools for those assets, not including DEX swap fees. And then looking at like, okay, how much of the Luna staking rewards would we need to allocate to basically beat out those pools, right? Like I said, not including DEX swap fees. And then that's how you can kind of arrive at the reward wave. So it's it's based on you know what the alliance is, what the alliance asset is, and what your goal is for it, you know. And you can tweak those. The other the, the great thing is like this is just like discovering human knowledge. Like it it can be trial and error. You don't have to get it right as in the first governance proposal, right? You can adjust it over time and say, all right, let's start with this. And if this doesn't work, we can increase it. Like let's say you start with you know a reward weight of 0.1% and you say, okay, that's not enough. Let's go to 0.15% or 0.2%. And then you can adjust that. And, you know, it, over time, you'll see the amount of staked Alliance assets on your chain change, the amount of users staking on your asset on your chain change, and possibly the amount of people that are using, uh, you know, holding and staking XPRT and using it within your economy change, right? Because then now they're holding your token as well, right? So that's where you create this incentive alignment and this uh, effective way of aligning communities because once they bring their assets in, they're earning the rewards in your token. And if you have effective communication with these new ecosystem participants, these new settlers, if you will, then you can kind of show them the way of how they can utilize your token to get the most out of it, right? Maybe it's you know using it in some DeFi application or something like that. Yeah, I think that's it's a very interesting way to think about the reward weights. And actually, you know, uh, maybe it's a good time to take the conversation onto the restaking side of things. So, like like I mentioned, we've already started seeing various implementations of restaking in Cosmos. We have the Terra Alliance module. We have uh you know interchain security we will soon see ethos stake bringing uh security from uh ethereum uh, using eigenlayer into cosmos as, and sommelier is the first chain that will be leveraging security from ethos stake uh we have uh, babylon that's that's you know bringing btc security so in in all these you know with, with all these security solutions what i see is the the supply side is, is pretty strong right we see that there's enough people on the supply side and that's kind of an, an interesting uh, thing to look at which is a lot of people holding different assets are looking to generate additional yield on their staked assets or, or you know in, in btc's case like 
let's say we, we are yet to see how much demand uh, or, or supply there is but holders of these assets at least on the ethereum side have shown a lot of interest in and using their eth or or liquid stake versions of eth to restake them to earn additional yields now obviously there's a lot of hype around the icon layer token launch and airdrop and the point system so that may uh, be the number itself or the traction may be a little bit of a misrepresentation in terms of what the actual you know supply side could look like but i think in in the cosmos ecosystem you know what's exciting is the fact that you look at liquid stake atom for example this st atom and this stk atom this q atom we haven't seen so much of of a demand from the users uh, in, in cosmos or atom holders to liquid stake their atoms now my personal view on on that is a lot of people you know uh, are, atom holders have a very unique persona they are not native liquid stakers in ethereum you have liquid staking as as the most you know as the easiest way of staking because native staking is just so complicated you will have to run your own validator node i don't think a lot of people would have the technical capabilities to do that so eventually people just tend to move towards uh towards liquid staking but in cosmos cosmos was a staking first depos chain uh, and thus it's hard for people to move to liquid staking why i believe that to be the case is also because the moment a liquid stake token holder has to think about using it as collateral on a money market you know they think about liquidation risk so atom holders have a, have a profile where i believe you know they like to keep the risks associated with just slashing uh, because they know how often that can happen and it's not too often in cosmos uh, so we have you know a very exciting speaker here uh, alan who's you know a very big restaking bull in the ethereum ecosystem good to have you here alan would love to you know hear your views on the comparisons between like restaking and ethereum how how does that look like versus what you expect you know it to look like in cosmos if we've already delved into it but yeah would love to you know hear more from you hey thank you for for having me up um in general i'm just very excited about just this concept being applied and um outside of ethereum and seeing that persistence uh this is something that you guys are looking into uh definitely peaked peaked my interest there's just i just what you said earlier um for instance atom holders have a different culture a different way they think about the type of risk they want to take and i think that's the really the awesome sort of opportunity here is that eigenlayer and everything they're doing has their sort of way of how they're going to set up their economic system and try to balance the sort of dynamic between you know the the delegators the operators and the abss which are going to run some sort of software product or something along those lines and there's an opportunity here with how this could work within the cosmos ecosystem maybe doing that but also i think there's an opportunity to leverage it for more specific sort of application sets something like defi or really think outside the box because a lot of this stuff is new a lot of it is an experiment so i'm really excited to see how the user base and sort of the developers utilize what persistence is doing along with um looking at what eigenlayer is doing there's even i don't there's another 
project out there called Ethos Stake, which is trying to bring Ethereum over to Cosmos. I think all the, you know, what if you could take that Ethereum and then have it on persistent? There's just a lot of different ways I think this is going to work. So I think just seeing that persistence is already stepping into this just sets it up as being like a leader around this conversation within the Cosmos ecosystem. Absolutely. And, and uh, thank you so much, Alan. Uh, you know, and, and I do tend to agree with you that this is quite an experimental uh, thing within Cosmos. So for, for, for our listeners, what we want to do is we want to leverage the Alliance module, build something on top of it that allows for the creation of liquid restake tokens. Now, the reason why we do not say we are bringing liquid restaking in Cosmos is because persistence is not actually building a liquid restake token. That is not what the objective is. The objective is for us to create the infrastructure that allows any other development team out there to come on and, and you know build liquid restake tokens on top of, of the persistence stack, which is leveraging the alliance module as, as a core part of uh, you know the restaking infrastructure. So Mark here from our engineering team, you know, is, is here. Mark would be great for for us to hear from you, how we think about restaking and, and what are we trying to do here? Hey, sure. So from my point of view, um, the whole thing relies on the fact that we can create a win-to-win -win situation, uh, both for, in this case, the persistent chain and for um, um, restakers, let's call it. Because uh, the way we think about it, uh, the persistent chain would benefit from an increased uh, security, uh, which uh, would be would come via uh, the alliance module and the restake tokens. And at the same time, um, we would be creating extra layers of, let's say, rewards for users that would come and restake um, liquid staking directors. I, I like to think about it on layers because. Let's just put an example and imagine that someone uh, liquid stakes tokens via via P stake, right? And they get uh, imagine they, they liquid stake atom and they get SDK atom, right? Uh, just by doing that, they're getting uh, atom rewards, right? Because they effectively staked atom. Uh, then, if they use that SDK atom uh, uh, via the alliance module and restake it into into uh, persistent chain, they're they're getting another an extra layer of rewards, which is the 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 native XPRT rewards uh, based on the weight percentage of that asset plus the take rate, if there's any, for SDK Atom, right? And then uh, another possibility would be to um, liquid stake that SDK Atom instead of just restaking it, right? And that would bring another layer of rewards, which uh, could be in the form of, I don't know, maybe providing liquidity of that liquid restaked asset into any pool or uh, uh, participating in any DeFi activities uh, with that asset. So I think that win-win, in my opinion, that win-win situation is is uh, what's uh, you know what adds the more value into this. And 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 again, just to reiterate on what Mikhail said, uh, the objective here is is to build a hub for uh, any any uh, liquid stake token, any asset in the Cosmos ecosystem to to come. And 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 use uh, what we're building to 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 be able to uh, benefit from from the uh, uh, restaking idea that we're bringing. So uh, I view it this way. I think that win-win situation is is key, and it's uh, it's uh, it's great. So yeah. Could you, um, Mark, or, or maybe uh, sure. Mikhail, um, could could one of you guys describe? You know, so you guys are are 
so you were just describing Mark how on top of the Alliance module, um, we want to have like a liquid staked Alliance asset essentially, which I think would be, I, I think that'd be really close. It can be used in, in DeFi and also be earning dual rewards. Um, and Mikhail was saying that that would be built by maybe uh, other teams building on Persistence One. Could you guys talk a little bit about what you guys will be building on top of the Alliance module if that in particular isn't the, the focus? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I can maybe take that up. So, you know, the thought process is that uh, when it comes to restaking, now, obviously, the first step is to make sure that we can boost the security of the persistence chain through restaking, which is vanilla use of the Alliance module. That's the first step. Uh, the second step would obviously be the issuance of liquid restake tokens that are that that contains a basket of atom LSTs that secure the persistence chain. The next step would be where security is not just consumed by the persistence chain, but could be provided to any other chain in Cosmos through the use of interchain accounts and the use of multiple vaults, which are not traditional like DeFi vaults, but more like you know an atom LST basket vault or or uh, let's say a, you know a TR LST basket vault wherein users deposit these assets and they say, okay, we want to secure X chain or Y chain that could be any other Cosmos-based chain. And against that, an LRT protocol could issue a specific LRT. Uh, it could be, you know, like a restaked TR token, which secures, let's say, Osmosis. It could be a restaked TR token that secures the persistence chain. Uh, so, so that's kind of what is the infrastructure that we are trying to build. So as, as a liquid restaking protocol, all you have to do is issue the restake token and, and create the you know logic behind. So there's, there's an, many other things you could do also right now. For example, Eigenlayer uses a very simple model, which is pooling of security. Now, within the Cosmos ecosystem, what we also want to think about is why just have pooled security? Why not have isolated security? Which is what I'm talking about, the basket walls wherein you define, okay, I'll deposit this token in this basket, which is securing X chain and X chain only. And it does not secure five chains. That's kind of how we are thinking about it. Because I don't think, you know, with, with the current model that, that we are looking at, this pooling of security is a very complicated process, especially with, with the use of Alliance module. So uh, what we want to do is keep things isolated. But eventually, you could also have a restate token that, has the slashing parameters attached to all chains and thus you know makes things kind of like a pooled security model but isn't really a pooled security model so it actually also depends on the liquid restaking protocol that that is issuing the token but from our perspective what we want to build is using interchain accounts and, and uh, you know the the alliance module and uh, the creation of basket walls and I don't know if there's a better word for it. You know, I just call it basket vault because it's it's easier to explain that. But I think that's the infrastructure that we are talking about building here. Got it. Got it. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, the basket vault concept is definitely that's definitely that's definitely a new one for me. So is that like users would basically provide, uh, like if there was a basket of three atom liquid staking tokens. And let's say this is built on, I'm guessing this is going to be built on persistence one, like the basketball. Yeah. So would users then come in and only need to deposit one of those? Correct. To, oh, okay. Yeah. So they, 
so as an end user your risk is uh just just slashing obviously you take the underlying risk of all lsts within that basket uh and not just your the lst that you deposit or the native asset that you deposit if that makes sense gotcha so you're kind of holding like you, it's kind of like when you enter an lp on a single side your tokens are being split into 50% of this token that you deposited 50% of the other token that you didn't deposit that's part of the pool in this case it's like if in this case with the atom lsts let's say you deposit like stk atom is would the user's token be split between like three atom lsts or is it kind of not not really not really it would still be uh, and so that's why things can be exciting right because within the same basket let's say you have st atom stk atom and q atom now if stk atom has a higher reward rate that means a lot of people are expected to deposit stk atom now if an lst itself is is more liquid you want that lst to be to have the highest reward weights uh, at least how we we are thinking about it in this moment and or if the lst itself has higher staking rewards or generates higher staking rewards because the lst protocols that we have like pstake stride and quicksilver they eventually end up depositing the underlying assets to a bunch of validators now these validators have various commission rates and uh, different performances based on these performances and commission rates uh, you know staking rewards are generated so if an lst uh, protocol is providing higher staking rates uh, staking rewards then as as a liquid restaking protocol you would want to have higher number of you know those assets within the basket so that's kind of how you can think about sorry i was just getting a call uh, yeah also at the same time you have to be mindful of the fact that it is very much like you know the the lsts don't get but there's people depositing multiple lsts and that kind of together makes up a vault and and the liquid restake token has flashing risks or risks associated with all three of these that is why they fund they make the the liquid restaking token is actually a fungible token for three different lsts in a way i got gotcha. you so oh go ahead i just was adding that i think just as some one of the biggest opportunities i think this what persistence one is trying to do here with this whether it's lsts or the restaking is it creates a new incentive structure for liquidity to move around, whether you're using a combination like baskets or it's when you can take an asset and move it somewhere else. I think these sort of like liquidity pools in some loose way gives people another opportunity and ways to like leverage like things like Atom or other app chain coins within the ecosystem. It's one of the most exciting things because coming over from Ethereum, I think that would probably be one of, maybe I, I would feel like is the biggest gap is like liquidity feels in some ways a bit more fractured. And I think this creates at least an incentive structure to sort of create opportunities to send that liquidity in a certain direction for other sort of like DeFi activity. Yeah. No, fragmented liquidity is definitely, it's definitely an issue within Cosmos. And this is, a, it's its an interesting concept with, you know, using these vault baskets of assets. I, I'm still trying to understand like when these, so 
once these assets are staked on to in like this basket, McKill on persistence, like what happens? How is that benefiting like the Atom chain? I know from a user perspective, they're earning dual rewards, right? They have the rewards from Atom in this case, plus the reward, the XPRT rewards. Um, but how does including them in a basket impact either the persistence one chain or like the Cosmos hub? I think so. Uh, mainly, so I don't think it affects the Cosmos hub, you know, in in any way, right? Similar to like eigenlayer restaking, uh, restaked ETH does not really add much value to to Ethereum, right? What it adds value to is the applications leveraging the security uh, from from the deposited ETH in, in the eigenlayer contracts. So oh, it's very much similar, it's very much similar in that context. So which is why you know, it does the the use of this alliance module here does not necessarily mean uh, the formation of a monetary alliance between the Cosmos Hub and Persistence. Although it means you could, as you know, uh, Persistence is kind of offering is playing a role, playing the role of a middleman that supplies that aggregates atom, uh, liquid state atom uh, liquidity to use it as as a provider of security for, for other applications within Cosmos. I see, I see. So you guys are basically like where, you, you know, the, the vision here is to basically have uh, liquid staked Alliance assets live on Persistence One and then issue, become like the preeminent issuer of uh, LRTs, which are then used in other areas across Cosmos for Absolutely. either security or DeFi. Oh, okay, I see, I see. Okay. Absolutely. Sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to like, Hopefully the, the conversation, my, my question was helpful for other people to understand as well. Um, but I just wanted to fully like wrap my head around what you guys are building. That's super cool. Yeah, I think the, when you put it like that, I realized how bad of a marketing person I am. And, and the, the, the way I could have explained it is so much better. But yeah, I, I'm going to make a note of what you just said right now and use that statement everywhere. Uh, because <laughs> it, it wraps up the whole idea in just one simple sentence, which is beautiful. Oh, well, there you go. Well, that's, that's free of charge. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, man. Uh, appreciate it. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I think that's more or less about, I think this conversation and, and the questions I am asked just kind of clarifies the last part of the, of the space. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, first of all, thank you everyone for joining in. Uh, we can take some questions. We do have some time uh, unless somebody here wants to, talk about something you know we have uh, some really excellent speakers on, on the panel so if anybody wants to jump in and share some views insights and, and exciting ideas you know some some of the things that alan shared and and the insights from the ethereum restaking ecosystem the fact that liquidity in cosmos is fragmented those are like very interesting points and things that i think about also all the time so for us it's about like really building something meaningful and something exciting we've in the past built multiple products as persistence and for us uh, <coughs> excuse me for us it's always about building new things around lsts and restaking liquid restaking kind of makes the most amount of sense so uh yeah here we are and uh, very excited for, for what's coming next so yeah if anybody has anything to add feel free to guys otherwise you know we can take some quick questions and yeah and then the space there yeah it was i one of the things um Maybe Mikhail, you could uh, speak to this. Is um, you know, persistence is going to be uh, utilizing the alliance module in a big way, and and 
building some real new value opportunities for the Cosmos ecosystem with this, uh, you know, within by enabling this restaking architecture on Persistence One, and um, you know, you guys are I, we were talking offline. You guys are planning on integrating the Alliance module quite soon. Um, and you guys obviously do a ton of liquid restaking. I'm sure the the lunatic community would be interested to know if you guys have plans to create a Luna liquid staking token, and then if you know whether or not you do or don't, uh, are you guys interested in forming an alliance with the Luna community? Yeah, well, very good question. I personally am always excited about. I think the Luna community is is one of the most you know like lunatic community i would say in a good way uh and and you know i think uh definitely be exciting to do something there obviously uh, at the end of the day the alliance itself depends on on governance on, on both sides but i i would personally be very excited about that in terms of building you know liquid stake token for for luna i think that's something at least <laughs> zion and i have talked about and you know it's still uh, up for discussions, but but that's something we can keep the community up to date on once we have more more updates. But yeah, something that that you know makes a lot of sense, especially if uh you know we form a monetary alliance with Terra. So yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we you know we'll continue to work on that, and maybe the communities can keep an eye out for uh, potential governance proposals coming soon. Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. A any questions, uh, Alan? I saw you unmuted yourself. I, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that um, I've only—I mean, I was using Cosmos and I was like messing around with Kepler, Kepler back in like, you know, I would stake on like Secret and Cosmos and you know here and there, but I wasn't really, I would say, that much into Cosmos. Right? I just had sort of like periphery sort of awareness um, back in like 2021 and on. And I hear the same story uh, the more I become more involved in looking at different projects and change within Cosmos that, you know, the whole Terra Luna thing happened and that was like not just bad for um, like Terra and Luna, that sort, but it was like all of Cosmos. And I think the amazing thing is that there was a lot of building like heads down that went on during like the last couple of years of people who literally just doubled down and just kept moving forward. And I don't think that's something that a lot of people outside of Cosmos are aware of. I mean, I tell people, but I hear like this, not here, but also see that it's not like everyone's just been sitting around for the last couple of years, which is honestly what a lot of people would think. Um, and just sort of showing up and like, oh, we're part of, for instance, this restaking conversation or, oh, we're now doing NFTs or something in DeFi. So I think this is just another example of like the broad Cosmos ecosystem, like just being really focused on like the community mission. So I just wanted to acknowledge that. Absolutely, man. And, and you know, I think you're, you're spot on that the Cosmos ecosystem definitely took a big hit with with you know whatever happened with USD, but I think we are all stronger for it, and and I think there's you know uh, there's there's so many teams in Cosmos that have kept on building and shipping. I think I, I personally feel there's a lot of rugs that happen in the space generally, but Cosmos is one ecosystem where you find the real builders, and you know uh, yeah, and I I think 
yeah, this is the time when you know uh, we see some traction for for the Cosmos ecosystem as a whole. So very excited for that as well. I think Cosmos finally has some mind share. So yeah, l looking forward to what what this year brings to Cosmos. Uh, yeah, so I don't see any questions. If if anybody has any questions, please feel free to request to speak. Uh, we'll maybe wait for another couple of minutes, and, and then we can in the space. All right. So uh, one of the oh, oh here we go. Awesome. Go, go no, ahead. No, no. Back, Backbone Labs has just connected, so I'll let them jump in. Hey guys, good morning. I'm, I'm so excited to see you know the Alliance module expanding. Uh, to me, this is extremely exciting news. Um, so my I guess our question is from Backbone: If if we enter this Alliance agreement, would Persistence be looking to make another Luna LST, or would they be implementing? you know, B Luna and AMP Luna, which have millions and millions of dollars of liquidity already in the system? I, I think the, that's a very good question. And, and we kind of discussed this very briefly on, on the space, but I think whether or not Persistence issues a, a liquid stake token for Luna, I think the Luna basket would require more than just, you know, a liquid stake version issued by Persistence B stake. So that that's something I think would obviously be very exciting, and and I know Backbone Labs has been around for a while. You, you guys have been shipping, so definitely something to look at. And and I think the community is good. You know, we we can open up conversations on the forum and have those discussions move forward. But yeah, I, I think what could be very exciting is you know the the Luna basket having a a bunch of other LSTs, not just you know LSTs issued by one protocol or whoever that may be, right? So yeah. Ooh, ooh, one last thing, and if you guys are open to it, you know, Backbone will happily auto compound a persistence token and make an NFT community for you. So that's always available too. Awesome, that's that's great to hear. We'll definitely sync up with you on that later. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I see Roman uh, also here wants to speak. Uh, hey, Roman, feel free to unmute yourself and go for it. Roman, can you hear us? No problem. I, Zion, I think you were trying to say something. Uh, feel free to jump in now. Yeah, I was just going to ask, um, after you guys integrate the Alliance module, uh, what are some of the, obviously it's, it's up for community discussion and um, community vote, but what are some of the Alliance assets that uh, you guys are thinking about as a team at Persistence Labs uh, integrating first? Can, can you hear after, me? Yep, you can hear you, Crypto Wolf. Uh, yeah, I think Crypto Wolf. If uh, you know, uh, before you share your question, I can maybe take Zion's question. I think the most important ones would, uh, you know, definitely be whitelisting like Atom assets and Atom LSTs and and you know taking it forward from there. I think especially Luna would also make a lot of sense because, uh, you know, this is something that is being built on top of something that the Luna community has built, the Terra community has built. So uh you know full credit where it's due so you know definitely that could be a very exciting one from our perspective as persistence labs but yeah uh, i think those two would be our priority and and you know some liquid state assets for osmo i think those would be like a few priorities and then we go on to tia and some other assets nice yeah that makes sense that's exciting yeah happy to work with you guys on uh governance proposals there for uh, alliance assets Absolutely, Zan. Great. Uh, hey, Crypto Wolf, I 
don't see you anymore uh, yeah uh, please go ahead crypto wolf i think he um he closed i think, I think he left right yeah he left his face oh, oh no, the there he, he is i see him here yeah he sometimes the spaces do out. this where there's an issue where it's like it okay let's see crypto wolf can you hear us i i think his internet may not be in the best shape but yeah i think we can you know uh, in, in the space maybe before you know we all leave i'll just I, i'll just like to ask everyone one one question uh you know what you know, starting with alan mark and zion in that order what, what are you guys most excited about and you know what are you looking forward to this year i i can't remember the order i, I guess i'll just go first yeah. um yeah i'm i'm just really excited about the entire restaking narrative um, whether it's here with persistence within a cosmos ecosystem, obviously with eigenlayer and Ethereum, and there's some other things going on other places. I'm really looking forward to sort of the outcomes of this. I think you see a lot of people that are so sure, hey, this is going to like crash things, this is going to make, and I think we won't know until the really the economics um, and the mechanisms get put in place, and we see how things really play out. So. I think this is really a new primitive for, uh, you know, to me, this is a new DeFi primitive. So I, that's, I'm just looking to see how this year plays out with all of that. Yeah. yeah. I think I was next. So, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. go ahead, Mark. Go ahead, Mark. I was just going to say that's a very nice way to put it. We won't know until we, we try it. So yeah, let's definitely try it with as much caution as, as possible. Yeah, I was just going to say that to me, like, I'm really excited about the fact that there's all these new initiatives uh, regarding security that are coming along. And I think that's very positive for for the space in general, right? Because uh, that's, to me, that's the most important thing. We started here in Cosmos with ICS. Now we have mesh security. Risk-taking is coming. We also have more initiatives like um, um, Bitcoin coming through Babylon. So I'm really excited about all of this to be, to be here to really, you know, um, live it and 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 so i think yeah that's that's huge for the for the whole community and for the whole space so i'm really excited about that yeah I, i'm excited about a variety of different things uh within crypto this year but excited to see the cosmos ecosystem continue to gain some traction again after everything that happened alan uh mentioned with regards to the usd dpeg back in 2022 the cosmos builders have shown incredible resilience and have continued to build. Um, the Lunatic community has continued to build and continued to, uh, you know, focus on building new applications and new things that are exciting, not only to the Terra ecosystem, but to other ecosystems as well. And so excited to see some of those applications like Enterprise, which is supporting DAO tooling, uh, go cross-chain and support some of the NFT communities within Cosmos and as well as the token community. So, and obviously, you know, I think it goes without saying, considering if you've ever listened to me on an, an alliance space before, I'm excited to see more chains uh, leverage alliance to grow their ecosystems uh, like Persistence is doing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, from uh, I, I would just add from my side, I'm most excited about, and, and I'm definitely biased here, but I'm most excited about Persistence and and, and what we are trying to do. Um, we've been building in Cosmos for a very long time now, and I, I do believe this is, you know, uh, the year when everything, uh, 
every piece of the puzzle is, is put together and, and we see something beautiful i'm also excited about mike here you know who's uh, who's listening in uh if you are not following trust this mike please do so he's one of the smarter builders in cosmos who builds uh, in, in in a lot of silence uh so if you want some alpha uh, you should definitely dm mike and, and bother him a little bit but yeah you know thank you everyone for joining and we have some uh, very interesting faces and and you know a lot of people who have been joining in regularly god stake and relax valet uh ibram you know we have a few people from the team uh, jim who's a, a a real cosmos og and and you know so many others cosmos everything uh, th- thank you everyone for joining uh, and, and really appreciate your presence here uh, have a good day evening night and see you guys next time thank you thanks guys Thank you. Have a good rest of the day. Motherfucker screaming out loud, looking for mercy. Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve. Mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works. And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless. Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets. Dead ends dragging out the max amount of pain. Payments, red down days, got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these token knocks They probing this bear, flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down, I'm just roasting knotters And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic Never known the politic, I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds, fond doing the morning Forming mycological Bonds. Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic just to get a Better place smacking on the hostage Like the shit is play for keeps Clowns white knighting all these Maybelines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle Eats tearing apart your community All these low hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I Got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Spaces.